In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. First off, I would like to say, not only just to mention about being on Blaze TV again, is when I was on the Chad Prather show a couple of weeks ago, I said that back in 2007, Hillary Clinton was someone I was considering voting for when I was still voting Democrat. Now, I'm not voting Democrat anymore, haven't since then, and have no thought or even considering voting Democrat. But I just want to make the record clear that, you know, Hillary Clinton is an okay person. I mean, I think she's all right. Um, And look, this has absolutely nothing to do with Jeffrey Epstein's suicide. Okay. Just wanted to make the record clear out there. Just want to hopefully, you know, just for them to Bill and Hillary to know, hey, look, you know, I. I know nothing for one. And so I just, you know, you're all right. You're cool. I mean, just no, don't kill me. of America. Here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and also now we're on TikTok. It's all the same name, at TrendChat247. We are here in the illustrious studios in Shreveport, Louisiana tonight. And um, one thing I want to mention, too, is that I don't know if you hear it. I definitely hear it. But um, you may hear uh, like a, a, a little bit of a hum in the background. And that that's basically what happens when you're trying to record during the summertime in a truck. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, when it's summertime and you're driving all 48 states, I mean, you're just hot all day and night. And sometimes I try to brave through the heat and do the podcast, but today is not that day. <laughs> so I, I just got to keep the truck running and get some AC flowing in here. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, if you do hear, I guess if it's, if you hear a little bit of a hum that you normally don't hear, because I know the people who are listening right now have listened to every episode of Trent Chat. You know how it normally sounds. And you were like, hold on. It sounds a little different. I hear a little bit, you know, a little bit of distortion or something in the background. What is that? I'm letting you know, you know, loyal listener that has been listening for every, to every episode. It's because you hear the truck in the background, which I maybe have done it maybe once or twice before. So, um, not going to try to make this a habit really, but yeah, it just, it, it's particularly hot. And I also don't, I don't want to wait until like 11 o'clock at night to do the episodes, which is another thing I've been doing lately too, which I made, you know, trying to stop, but enough of the woe is me. Let's get to what we're going to talk about on this episode. First off, we're going to have Lucia Scottamaccia on, um, we're going to talk about, you know, about her being a conservative and getting involved and and what she's looking to do in the future. Also, first, I want to mention that this interview was recorded a couple of months ago. And so in that time, some things have changed for her that you will hear at the end of the interview. So just want to let you know that now. And I'll mention it again before right before we start the interview. And I know I just mentioned that um, Trend Chat is on TikTok now. And so if you don't know what TikTok is, it's basically, uh, how would I describe it? It just, it's not like Snapchat, really. Um, it's where, from what I've seen, it's just like, um, kind of like a karaoke <laughs> in a way, or where people kind of just, there's a like short little uh, 30 second, 60 second clips and normally it's um to music and people make kind of like memes out of everything and it's i've been on it for a couple of days now and it is quite funny <laughs> I, I have found myself just strolling and looking at all the little different um uh, posts from people but um but yeah we're on there and so we're trying to go to where the people are and so i i noticed there are, are a lot of people mostly young people on tiktok but i want to go there too and i just want to post the podcast and say hey so and so is going to be on i maybe add a little more um more of a techno beat <laughs> to it because it's more geared to young people but um i'm you know you're not going to see me on there maybe doing anything where i'm <laughs> um singing songs or whatever well i don't know who knows maybe i will one day i don't know <laughs> one day i might be on there might get bored and like oh, let me let me do this and but for the most part it's just gonna be kind of like this episode i'm gonna post um matter of fact i already posted this episode not the episode but the uh the graphic for it on tiktok already so um and so i'll just be doing that on there but um I, yeah you can check us out on there or like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Trenchat247. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all that. Just yeah. Uh, and before we really get started, 
1776 United, I really appreciate their support. So, and when it comes to whether it's the snapback hats, the shirts, the mugs, the all sort of accessories, just check them out at 1776united.com. 20% off on your purchase by using the code 76militia-trendchat. So, you know how to spell militia, like a well-regulated militia. 76 like 1776 and trendchat like the podcast here. So, it's 76militia-trendchat.com and I know you'll love it if you go, you know, go there and check out the shirts and hats and everything else they have. So now we want to get to talking about this movie, uh, the hunt. Um, that's kind of maybe uh, that's probably the only thing I'm going to mention, <laughs> uh, talk about on this, um, on this episode. And then we're going to get to our interview and it's not so much more. I would say more because I'm pretty sure if you haven't heard about it, if you have, you probably are sick of it in the, in the sense of, <laughs> of, um, hearing um about this movie but um the uh the hunt was a movie by what was going to come out through universal studios and uh and it was basically a a movie about wealthy liberals out hunting right-leaning people or as the reports said that are in the script in the script they put them as deplorables which goes back to the whole um whole thing with hillary clinton in the speech and where she basically called trump supporters deplorables and um so a lot of reports had that in the script so it it was basically making it very clear uh who who was who and other reports were showing that one of the titles of this movie whether i don't know whether they were looking at this to be the the actual title or maybe this maybe was a working title while they was filming but in one of the reports called um said that the the title was going to be red state versus blue state so that would have been even more obvious but all that being said that's all for not now because universal has pulled the movie indefinitely i guess in the sense of they said that it's not right at this particular time that's as according to their statement and one thing you know as far as mentioning because of the recent um the recent shootings in um el paso and dayton and they they thought a movie like this would not be a a good time to be uh to to premiere which i think it was going to come out sometime next month so um now that being said i'm thinking about it um next no next month september but right after that is october and you know halloween there's a normally a lot of horror movies that tend to come out in october so i don't know maybe by october things have calmed down to the point to where they don't see that as a issue to release something or whatever horror movie that that is scheduled for that time but anyway i know um when i when I mentioned this, I think on the last episode for about a couple of minutes right at the end, one thing that kind of stuck out to me is that the fact that if you saw the trailer or read the reports and the way I, from how I described it just now, to me, it makes it seems like these, you know, these right leaning deplorables are the sympathetic characters in this film which kind of made me scratch my head a little bit because I'm 
I'm like, okay, I'm kind of surprised that they would make a movie making, um, making it seem where you have Trump supporters or people who, um, who they would consider being, you know, on the right as sympathetic, you know, and it kind of reminded me of a movie that was, I don't know, maybe 20 years old now, probably older than that, um, called surviving the game with, uh, uh Ruger Hauer. Um, uh, uh, he recently, um, died a couple of weeks ago, um, from Blade Runner, Ruger Hauer, and also ice T. <laughs> I remember that movie. And, um, this kind of reminded me of that. And, but when I saw the trailer and all that, I, I'm just like, I'm thinking, okay, maybe that's one reason why they pulled the film. But even if they pulled the film because, I mean, I know what they're saying in the statement that is because of the shootings and also because, you know, the president um, tweeted about it and all that. And they just felt like it, they need to um, cancel the film. But I I've know I've heard that that they canceled it because they didn't like the premise of the movie, given the fact because, you know, liberal, you know, the liberals in Hollywood and all them don't like seeing anyone on the right on to, to be considered, um, a good guy or, you know, put in a, a positive light, put it that way, where from the looks of this film, it looked like they, in, in the end, they would have, um, I guess because those people would be, would be the one that would be hunted that at the end they would get their, you know, their due. They, they would, they will win in the end unless it was some sort of bait and switch, which I will never know because the movie's not going to come out, at least not right now. It may become, you know, it may come out on streaming or video on demand or sometime next year or two years on that from now. But I think it, it it may have been some sort of bait and switch where they were promoting it to make it seem like oh they putting these uh, these deplorables making it seem like um, they're the ones being hunted down and whatnot. But it will make it seem like they are the protagonists of the of the movie, and um, where in the end they will be the ones on top taking you know taking it to these wealthy liberals and but that's how they're going to promote it but yet then once you watch the movie it becomes some sort of like i said like a bait and switch and that it would be something totally different just to get the get people like you and me to come watch it the people you know on the right to come watch it because they think that it's going to be something um that we would enjoy on that sense um not the the movie of you know humans hunting humans but just um in the in the sense of it would be some sort of some sort of validation like well this is where the the liberal ideology goes um when you take it to the extreme is where to the point to where you're have dehumanized people who are who they consider less than to the point to where they feel perfectly fine in hunting human other human beings and so but anyway, none of that really got to that point because it on on top of the everything that went on with the recent shootings and then also with the president tweeting about it, 
it didn't get to the point to where like if this was if if none of that was going on was in was so recent um i think maybe people maybe have would have thought about it differently <laughs> that being said all that being said it's you know it's not going to happen and like i said they're going to um yeah they're going to just hold off on I, they because they said in their statement that it's not the right time basically not saying that it's never coming out so it could come out some um like i said on some other, other platform or maybe just streamed not released in theaters or whatnot but um i, I know a, one thing i'm hearing a lot um on a lot of different what is different shows or tweets or whatever is that especially from people on the left um all of a sudden uh are mentioning that this is censorship because you know the president he, you know president trump tweeted about it and then i think maybe a day later the the movie was canceled and so that just that was enough to get the left all you know riled up mainly just mainly just because of that but then also now they're screaming censorship because of this well for one it's not censorship because universal is the one that pulled the film censorship would have been if the trump administration themselves pulled the film that would be censorship so i don't think a lot of these um people on the left have uh really thought thought that through because I will say this. If they think that is censorship, what is happening right here with this movie and Universal pulling uh, pulling a movie from their, you know, from their lineup to releasing theaters right now? If that's their standard of censorship, then I will wonder what do they think about other people that are on these other platforms like YouTube facebook instagram twitter and their you know their accounts being suspended or canceled or whatever like that i'm i'm curious to to wonder why um why they don't you know speak up for all those people and whether they're on the right or on the left or whatever well i mean a lot of people that we know as far as the ones that we you know the ones on the right but then there's also the others that we wouldn't consider on the right that are um as well that have that have been but this is like for anyone i don't care what side of the aisle you're on is that i it's funny that all these liberals are right now you know people on the left are wanting to scream about censorship right now but um had nothing to say or if if not outright applaud it platforms like twitter and facebook to just um to suspend others off of their platform just going by what they think censorship is like i said this is not censorship because this is not the government doing it this is a, a private entity so just so you know i i think a lot of people have um especially the ones on the left they, they're the ones wanting to scream about free speech all of a sudden about this particular film because it's not being shown but so now they um all of a sudden have um figured out what free speech is all of, you know all of a sudden 
Commentary as subtle as a sledgehammer. This is Trend Chat. Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe. The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. What's going on, y'all? This is Brandon Tatum. Make sure you go to Trend Chat. Check it out. Listen to it. One of the best shows that I've ever been on. So make sure you go check it out, man. God bless y'all. gonna get to our interview right now and so um i just want to mention again is that um that this interview was a couple of months ago actually this was done at the young women's leadership summit in dallas back in june so i'm mentioning that because we're we're going to play something at the end of this interview that kind of expands a little bit more on what it said with our um, with our interview with Lucia, and um, so just want to let you know. So there's more to come because the, if you didn't, well, also if you didn't know, because from the episode at the Young Women's Leadership Summit, we um, that episode uh, I forgot what number that was, but she was on that episode as well where she was talking about doing more and as far as the event itself at that at that time and so all that said that's going to come back at the end where we have a special announcement from her talking about what's going on uh with her now and so without further ado here is our interview with lucia scottamachia this is trend chat Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are very pleased to have Lucia Scaramaccia with us. Now, how did I do on that one? <laughs> Lucia Scaramaccia. He almost got it. You oh. almost got it. Okay. I'm trying. Maybe maybe after the fifth time you're on, maybe I have it, have it okay, down. Okay, good. <laughs> so, um, we want to bring you on and just want to talk about first, I guess, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved and, and yeah, and everything. Okay, so I'm 23. I was born in Italy, and I was raised in Miami, Florida. And my mother is Peruvian, and my dad is Italian. So we are immigrants, right? Um, my dad dropped out of middle school when he was young in Italy, and he came to the United States and worked his butt off. And my mom also, when she was 18, it was always her dream to come to the United States. So she came, and she worked hard as well. Um, and so they had me, and they, they had me in Italy. They wanted to move back to Italy, but, you know, life happens, and we came back to the United States. And so my dad always told me that I should pursue law. And he told me this because I told him I wanted to be a ballerina, and he said, okay, no, only 1% of those women make it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll do law. But I fell in love with law. I really did. I fell in love with debating um, with politics, with history, with American history in particular. 
And so I went to Florida International University, and I graduated with political science, history, concentration in American history, and religious studies, because I'm also a Christian, and borderline orthodox, okay, I, very Christian. Um, and so I graduated with that, but my first year in college, I actually interned uh, for Governor Rick Scott for his re-election. Um, and it was phenomenal. There, I really met a group of people um, that knew why they were conservative. And they were teaching me about their conservative values as well. Also teaching me um, timeliness, teaching me integrity, you know, something I feel like you can only find um, in a Republican office, you know, uh, teaching me all these amazing values. And so I interned for uh, the governor until his reelection. And then after that, I got very involved in my university. I became senator at large of the university. So I had to campaign. I had to debate. And I honestly was so scared to debate because uh, I was just not ready. Like, how, am I gonna, how am I going to answer these random questions? I have no idea. But I had sorority sisters that prepped me. Um, and so a senator at large, a senator of the entire university, right, next to the president and the vice president. Mm -hmm. And you have your senators that yeah. are senators of the business school or the okay. school of medicine, yada, yada, yada. But I was going for senator of the entire university. And so I won. And it was incredible. And that really changed my life. Um, I honestly felt like I was prepping for the future, which I want to be a congresswoman. I want to get involved uh, in politics and become a governor. So that was an amazing experience. Um, and so to answer that, that's how I got involved in politics. And what I'm doing now, um, as soon as I graduated from Florida International University, I moved to Washington, D.C. and started studying at uh, Johns Hopkins. And I started studying international development, right? Um, and I also was doing research on the risks that charter schools have on the public school education system, okay? And I used to believe uh, that charter schools were bad and they weren't good and it, it was not good for our public schools. But after doing my research at Hopkins, I realized, wait a second, school choice is the best thing for our students and also for the cities because charter schools, um, they help with the economy, with innovation. I mean, believe it or not, they just are amazing for these cities. So I studied at Hopkins and then after that, in Washington, D.C., I started working for the mayor of D.C., okay? And so the mayor of D.C. is like the governor because there's no governor in D.C. D.C. is a district, right? Um, and so I started working in the, in the education department, and, you know, they made it very clear that you kind of had to be on one side of the, of the spectrum, right? Um, and so during the Kavanaugh hearings things just got really bad for me personally, and I felt like I could no longer um, work at that office. So I decided to move back to Miami, Florida, and that's where I started working with my family and the family businesses. So my mom does immigration, my dad has his restaurant, and he has a discount store. So I helped them with that, and while I'm doing that, I'm studying for the LSATs, because I want to pursue religious liberty law. Wow. Yeah, and immigration. Wow. So, yeah. So... I guess all all the values that were you got to the point to where you've gone to college and everything. So, I guess all that was instilled in you from the beginning, from with your parents. Believe it or not, 
my parents are Democrats. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, but as far as, you know, politics-wise, they didn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just Democrats die hard. And I thought, okay, I need to think for myself. But in terms of values, my dad taught me since the very beginning, family comes first. Family is so important, you know. Um, he taught me the value of education because my father didn't have an education. And my dad uh, has to keep reinventing himself, you know, because he doesn't have a degree to say, this is who I am, but he just needs to work hard. And so he always told me, you need to get a degree, right? You need to master and be great at something, you know. And my mom taught me hard work. My mom is the hardest worker I know. She really is. She wakes up at 7 in the morning and goes to bed at 11 because she loves her clients so much, you know. And so those are the values, really, that I learned from my parents. And going up into college, it served me so well um, studying and also being senator, being pledge mom of my university. It helped me with so much. So I guess when was the, I guess what they call, when was the red pill moment as far as, um, I mean, I don't know, were you voting Democrat with them or not? I mean, but was there a point where, uh, I don't know, an epiphany or something changed where, something you know there was never an epiphany (laughs) and I say this because I you know I didn't know what I was Democrat or Republican right and then there was an email that I got um, that Rick Scott needed interns for his re-election and I said well I love politics I love America I'll do it you know he's a governor that's where I learned okay I'm a conservative. So, so what? Is, what do your parents think if they're Democrats that you're going to, you know, intern for a Republican governor? They honestly didn't say much. They didn't agree with oh. me at all. Um, but they gave me freedom in that. Hmm. You know, they gave me freedom even in religion. They never pushed on, shoved down a religion. You know, mm-hmm. my throat, but always had the ability to think for myself and to make decisions for myself. That's the way my family is. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I know, like, when I mentioned epiphany, because I was just thinking about myself personally, because that's kind of what happened to me. You just kind of more of an, uh-huh. an epiphany that just happened. So, now, when um when it comes to politics and although whether it's immigration or, or a number of different issues, I know a lot of us tend to have maybe that one thing that we're most passionate about. So, for you, what is, like, the most, your most passionate issue when yeah. it comes to policy? Yeah. My most passionate issue... Um, it's two I can't pick one definitely religious liberty and abortion but I want to talk about the abortion issue because it really hits home right without giving too much um, I know what it feels like to fall into the false narrative right that the world is trying to feed you that your life will somehow be better if you have an abortion right or you should finish college or anything in the world would be better than having your child right and so it's a choice you have a choice it's your body it's your choice nothing could be further from the truth and it saddens me that some women have to learn that the hard way that they get this lie force fed to them and then after they're depressed they're suicidal they're anxious. They don't know why their body is not functioning the way um, it used to anymore. And so it's unfair. The unborn baby is the victim, but also the mother, right? And so one, that's the biggest issue that I am most passionate about because I don't want women to go through that. I don't want them to think, 
I'm pregnant. Now I have a choice. I can abort it or I can keep it. It shouldn't be a choice. You know, you have life in you. God gave you that. I believe with all my heart that abortion diminishes womanhood. That's what makes you a woman. I think abortion is so anti-women. I really do. Um, And I actually work with an organization, Hope, and we do Bible studies in Florida for women who have gone through abortions, right? And we help them get healing for that through the Word of God because it's the Word of God that heals. And God will forgive you. There's no sin big enough that He can't forgive because women that have gone through abortion think, you know, God can forgive me of everything but this, right? That's not true. Christ died on the cross for every single sin, right? And we have to accept that and we have to believe that. And there is healing in Christ. And that's what I want women to know. And so that's why I dedicate a lot of my time with these women. Because I don't want them to think and wake up every day like, I'm going to hell. That's not it, you know? Um, and so that's a huge issue I'm, I'm really passionate about. So I'm guessing, especially when it comes to abortion, with uh, all the different laws with the, that's being passed throughout the states, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing either you're having a lot of conversations with whether your friends or on social media. So, uh, so what you think is what about I guess the movement that's been going on lately? It's sickening. It's sickening. The most thing that is sickening about the movement that's happening right now is the fact that they are pushing personhood theory, right? Personhood theory basically says that a person doesn't become a person until they have consciousness. And that is dangerous, right? Because we cannot allow the government or or anyone to define what makes a human a human. That gets really dangerous. And I've had conversations with people that tell me, well, you know, a baby is not a baby until they're born. Or a baby is not a baby until they know they're alive. What? This is the narrative that they are trying to push all in the name of choice. And that's sickening. And we have to get involved in it. You know, Um, people think, okay, well, you know, each state should decide what they want to do. Like Alabama, New York, everyone decide. The problem with that is that this is not a state issue. This is a human life issue. Just how Abraham Lincoln pushed for the abolition of slavery, right? It's not a matter of states if the South wants to keep slaves or the North. The fact is that people are people and you cannot enslave them. This is a moral issue. It was a human issue. So we went to civil war for that. In the same way, this is not a political issue. This is a human life issue. And we need to make sure that everyone knows that America believes that life begins at conception. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, I think we both agree on this because I know me personally, I know a lot of times, even as conservatives want to want to break it down to say, well, this should be a state issue. No, I I don't agree with that. I think, yeah, um, yeah I'm all for limited government. Trust me, I am. I'm for all decentralizing the, the government as much as possible, all, except for this issue, Correct. because this is a life issue. So this shouldn't be something where you have to, just like murder in general. I mean, that's a... That's across the board, you know. Right, <laughs> so this will fall under the same, you know, under the same uh, purview. So no, absolutely. But here's the thing: is that we are seeing a culture that is moving more towards secularism, and a culture that no longer wants to believe in God. Right? Yeah. Here's the issue with that: that if there is no God, then 
the concept of good and evil, they're just merely opinions. Relative. That's relative, <laughs> right? Subjective. Yeah. That's where it gets dangerous. Yeah. And that's why I'm also a proponent for religious liberty, for Christianity, really, and for our churches to really step up as well. Yeah. So, so with all everything that you um being involved with, and so I guess from all that has. I guess got the attention of Turning Point USA to become uh, as a, you know a TP USA ambassador. So first off, how did um, how did that come to be? Wow, I feel as though it came to be because God heard my prayers. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I actually reached out to my friend Drana because uh, she works with Turning Point. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have, we've had her on a couple times. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. And so I asked her, "Hey, is there any positions available?" with Turning Point USA because they're a fantastic organization. I would love to work with them. She said, yes, but they're in Arizona, so you'd have to be willing to relocate. And I said, okay, well, (laughs) I'm not willing to relocate just yet because I love my family and I want to start a family down in Miami, so I I don't know about that. Um, And so she said, okay, well, if anything is open, I'll let you know. And so she reached out to me. She said, hey, I need help at Florida International University. We're having this event. I need you to help me pass out flyers, etc. I said, absolutely. You know, I took uh, my work day off. I went to go help them with the event because um, I'm so passionate about it. I want uh, people at that university also to get a taste of what Turning Point USA is all about. So I helped out with that event. I posted the picture, socialism sucks, you know. <laughs> hey, not thinking much about it. And then my good friend Valerie said, girl, we need to clean up your Instagram, okay, because we need a theme. What's your brand? I'm like, okay, you know, let's do this. I never really thought much about it. I knew I was very into politics, but I didn't think about marketing myself on social media. And so we decide, okay, we're going to do the stories. We're going to set them up real nice. We're going to clean up your uh, social media accounts. And believe it or not, days later, Turning Point USA reached out to me and said, hey, actually, we would love for you to be a part of the ambassador team. And so then that's how it happened, really. And this is something I was praying for. I'm like, man, I would love to work with TPUSA, but not willing to relocate just <laughs> yeah. yet. And this was the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they have events in, you know, all over the country. And so, and just being able to be connected and now being down in Florida, I know they have chapters down there. And so, yeah, I mean, I said the sky's the limit now as far as Absolutely. being being able to you know hold your own events and everything like that. Yeah. So that that's great. And now, what um, I guess I think you kind of mentioned it already, but what are you looking to do in the foreseeable future? I, but I think you kind of already alluded yeah. to that. Yeah. Foreseeable future, definitely religious liberty law. Okay, I want to defend Christians in the court of law, but. Further than that, I would love to run for Congress. I can't run for president because I was born in Italy. Mm. Well, let's pray that that changes, right? That law changes, but I don't think so. No. Um, Congresswoman or governor or mayor of Miami, I would love to run for a position. That's what I see me doing. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so I guess... At the at this moment, you said you're studying for the L- LSAT. LSAT, okay. Yes. So, and and then after that, it's just going from there, and also with you, with the ministry with hope and everything. So, absolutely. You know, you know having Turning Point USA in general, just I, I admire all the people who are getting involved now. So it's just um, it's it's a real nice thing to see, real real cool, and it really 
it gives hope for the future. So I, you know, I appreciate people like yourself doing, you know, just getting involved. So and I appreciate people like you <laughs> who are out here wearing that hat, wearing that shirt. I don't know if you guys can see it. Save the baby human shirt, okay? Yeah. Wearing that shirt during this political climate, amazing. So I appreciate people like you too. All right. So if people, again, you know, if people want to see you on social media and want to want to follow you, I know this, I'm pretty sure they want to. So where would it go? <laughs> follow me at at Lucia Scatamacchia on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. That's where they can follow me. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Hey, this is Benny Johnson. You're listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe, the best beard in the business. All right, and thanks to Lucia for joining us. And I just wanted to, you know, a lot of times when I'm coming out of these breaks and with these songs. I tend to get sidetracked because I'm sitting here just listening to the song and almost forget to <laughs> forget to press um to turn on the mic sometimes. But um but yeah, so yeah, I appreciate her coming on. And so like I said, we're going to um gonna play something really short from her because like I said, it was um an interview from a couple of months ago. So we're going to play what she has going on actually right now. But um I just first I want to say just thanks to odgapparel.com. We were talking about as far as you know in the interview is talking about as far as um religious liberty and, and being a Christian and and ODG apparel with with their shirts and hats um all basically looking to get the conversation started on the gospel and kind of like the shirt that I have as far as um, God isn't my co-pilot, which sometimes could get conversation started on both sides. <laughs> Actually, people who are Christians and who are not Christians, people who are not Christians tend to look at it and think like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'm being antagonistic towards <laughs> towards God by having that shirt saying that. But when they when they ask or, um, or talk about the shirt, I would say, well, God isn't my co-pilot because he is the pilot because he is sovereign overall. And shirts like that and also the Stop Being Dead shirt, a shirt that I wore when I was on a, on Blaze TV. Um, and, uh, yeah. So check them out, odgapparel.com. Go and uh, put in the code TRENDCHAT10 and you get 10% off or whatever on the site. So, like I said, um, like I said, she had a little more to say because she had something different and something new that was coming up. So without further ado, here's Lucia with an update. One, this is Lucia Scaramacchia. I hope you enjoyed the interview. It was a pleasure being on. If you want more political and cultural commentary, subscribe to my new YouTube channel, The Conservative Next Door. New episodes are every week, and make sure you don't miss out on all the fun. See you guys soon. All right. As you heard, so go to the, the conservative next door and, and check it out. And so, um, one, I just want to mention, you know, thank you to everyone that has been listening. 
So, and as as well as far as for her YouTube channel, I would say the same thing for mine as well. Like, share, subscribe. You know, um, follow her on social media. Everything would um would, would be on all the social media posts as always. As far as if you want to want to connect with her, and also again on YouTube, go to uh, go to her channel and check out her her videos i know as of right now she she had um her first one about uh the mario lopez you know all what happened with um his comments and all the fallout from that and so she had some commentary on that it was great and y'all y'all to check that out and so also before we go one last um i guess supporter i would want to mention because one thing that we mentioned is talking about um, in the interview was talking about, uh, you know, abortion and where I want to mention about, uh, one support of our, of ours on the show, uh, COL 70, 1972, COL 1972.com, you know, culture of life. There are a pro-life fashion trying to basically change this culture of life because it goes into their name, which is, 1972 and that was i will say the last time we had a um a right culture of life because ever since then 1976 with roe v wade and ever since then we have had millions of innocent children die um since then and so COL 1972 they're out to to change that and through fashion and so if you go to their site again col1972.com put in the code trend chat that's all that's all it is just trend chat name of the podcast that you're listening to right now put in that code you get 10% off on um whatever it's hats shirts sweaters uh, well I mean not gonna uh, guess you're not gonna be wearing a sweater right now but you can get it for later on in the upcoming fall and winter but um dresses as well i think are on um bags overnight bags i mean yeah they they have a lot so check them out at col1972.com so yeah so i appreciate everyone listening and i will say next week we will have someone else on that for the well for the first time and we may have a couple of special guests we uh we're actually on our way to a heritage um event this weekend and so um we may be able to get some interviews with some people and we'll have that for you next week and again like share subscribe follow five star reviews google play apple Podcasts, all that we appreciate everyone that's been listening and yeah just get other people to come aboard and until next week we'll chat with you later Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary. 
and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.